time we've no control If the sky is pink and white If the ground is black and yellow It's the same way you showed me Nod my head, don't close my eyes Halfway on a slow move It's the same way you showed me If you could fly, then you'd feel south Up north, getting cold soon The way it is, we're you're listening to a new episode of More Than a Game, a PCAST production. I'm your host, Jean Vier. Today I have with me men's basketball player, Drew, to discuss how a team's culture can affect the overall success of a program and what factors of that culture can make or break a team. How are you doing today, Drew? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, I really wanted to bring you in because your head coach is new to this program. Mm-hmm. And I think coming in with all the experiences he's had, which he played and coached at Duke, am I correct? Yep. Um, and he also played professionally for some time. And I think his perspective on team culture and just how um, teams in different countries as well can work together to come out with wins. And he's been a part of quite a few wins. So um, I kind of wanted to talk to you about um, what your culture is like right now on your team. Yeah, so uh, kind of one thing I was thinking about was whenever you see a coach get a job at a new school or whatever, they always say, there's one buzzword they always say, which is culture, and that's kind of like an abstract thing to define. For sure. But you can definitely tell if it's there or if it's not. So one thing Coach James has kind of uh, preached to us is the fist, which is basically five individuals coming together and forming a fist. And it's kind of the way we do everything, you know, on the court, the way we play, off the court, we're an extremely close group, and he preaches like a family-like environment. He gives everyone a voice. You know, we always start practice, and he lets anyone say what they want. We end practice, and he opens it up to anyone to say, speak their mind. Yeah. So he kind of builds like an inclusive environment that I would say is very beneficial and like empowering for the team. So for yeah. sure. Um, culture is definitely a buzzword. Like everybody <laughs> just loves to throw that word out like, if you say we need to have good culture, it's just gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And one of the like the biggest things is like you can't just let your culture happen. Like you right. have to build it yeah. because if you just let it happen, it can fester into something you know really negative. Right. Um, one of the best team cultures that I've been a part of was my 16s club team um, playing volleyball, and I had this super weird like old coach he was like this small little guy like he could barely hit a down ball but he was so excited to be there every single day and like that would give us the energy that we needed even if we had a bad day at school or whatever it was um but he was also new to our club so we didn't know too much about him and you know when you're new like your coach you have to build that trust you know and so one day he brings in this giant poster board and we were all like, what is this crazy little old man doing? Like, what is this? And it had um, a cutout of a Lamborghini on it. And since I started playing volleyball, I was always the captain of my team. Like, I just have that voice that Mm -hmm. people want to listen to. And um, I always pushed my teammates and they respected me for that. And he saw that in me too. And so on this cutout, he had a little picture of my like roster picture and he cut that out too and he put it in the driver's seat and he had the rest of my team in the back seat of the Lamborghini however much space there is in a Lamborghini (laughs) um 
but he came in and he showed us this you know this board and he was like janvier you're the setter you're the leader you have to drive this car you have to take your teammates where you need them to go and 16 year old me i was like this is a lot of pressure like I, I know I'm the leader and I know I do like the coin toss and like, you know, I go up there and argue with the ref if I need to. And I'm, I play that role, but like having the team really on my back, I realized how important my voice was and my effort and my energy was to the team when he made that analogy. And he's like, this team is a Lambo. Y'all got to come together and drive this thing or you're not going to get anywhere, yep. even as fast as this car is. And that was one of the things that stuck with me going into my next teams and next coaches that had other um, analogies they wanted to use. But that was a really big one because I think you're right. Like it takes everybody, you know, to come together and have a good culture. And that's really interesting that he uses a fist. That makes yep. so much sense. Um, but have you had any experiences with bad team culture? There's one specific year that sticks out in my mind. Uh, across my basketball career, I've been pretty lucky to like be in super close teams and whatnot. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick one, uh, probably be my sophomore year of high school. Uh, my high school coach would kind of say it was the senior's job to do that, to bring the group together and kind of lead everyone. And my sophomore year, we weren't that good. We had four kind of new seniors who didn't have a lot of experience. Right. It could have been that. But uh, the next year, once I became an upperclassman and my class kind of became an upperclassman, it was clear that there was like a much different kind of vibe amongst the team and like a different energy. I would say coming to college is definitely different because I would say at least in our team, we don't have any like seniority really. Like everyone is from all across the country, from different parts of the world. I feel like all of us have equal voices and we can all just kind of voice what we want and everyone will respect it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did you feel like when those seniors kind of weren't stepping up to be those leaders, even if it was forced on them, like, you yeah. know, seniority, you guys play this role, but sometimes people don't want that role, right. no matter how old they are, you know, and some people don't have those qualities that, um, people want to follow or maybe they're not fully committed so how did you feel in that time where you know the the people that are supposed to be your leaders aren't being your leaders and you might have something to say no yeah uh you can definitely feel kind of lost like it was my first year on varsity mm -hmm. so like no one was kind of stepping up and you kind of don't know what to expect what to do so yeah i would say that lost yeah yeah um we had i had the same experience in high school um it was actually my freshman year and my freshman year of high school was only my second year playing volleyball. Mm -hmm. So in my head going in, I was confident because I was athletic and I was good, right. but the girls that were playing over me were older. They'd, you know, they'd been playing for a while. I was new to the school. So it, it made sense why they were playing over me. But when they were actually on the court playing the games, I'm like, y'all are not good like what is going on here like why are they playing over me kind of thing and it felt more of like resentment instead of wanting to step up and be that younger kid to like lead the underclassmen if right. if not the older ones you know and i had a coach that prioritized the seniors a lot more than the rest of the team and it's crazy because 
he actually followed them from middle school to high yeah. school. So he had a super strong connection with them and ended up screwing over our program at the, at the end of the day because um, <laughs> our team banquet, he had spent like the rest of our budget on like trophies for them. And the next year he left because they were, they were done. Yeah. And our program didn't have any money left. And exactly, <laughs> it's messed up. And that's just like, an example of how coaches you know can really alter how the team feels about each other feels about the coach um yeah that was just a horrible experience um but going into college was covid for me and i know you got a taste of that too um but i think everybody coming in to a time where it's just unknown you know even like playing your next game you don't even know if that's gonna happen so it feels like what's the point and I think it's like a really good eye-opener to what it feels like when you're losing and things aren't going well and you still have to upkeep the culture you know so how do you think how do you think teams your team um, can come together if you're not doing as well as you thought yeah, that's definitely a hard thing. Uh, last year, we went through some losing stretches. And really, I think it falls back on like what you build in the summer and kind of what your core principles and values are. Like We kind of have a core set of principles that we're supposed to live by every day. And I feel like if you follow those and just kind of stick true to who like the group wants to be in your overall vision, then I feel like you can tough it out through those losing stretches and stuff and stretches when things aren't going your way right um what principles would you say are like your top three like just the most important to you okay uh yeah one of them is no excuses so you come in practice you're not feeling it don't make an excuse you got to be your same every single day you got to show up with the same energy same level of competition you got to be yourself uh one is see something say something see something See something, see say some, something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, basically, hold other people accountable. Like, if you see your teammate doing something not supposed to be doing, or if you, you know, just catch like an off vibe from them, you got to hold them accountable, say something. Then uh, the last one's kind of simple, but I would say not to be late. Because I feel like that kind of leads into everything into your life. Mm-hmm. If you're late to stuff, you're going to be un- unorganized and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely important. And, um, I think the accountability one, that's like another buzzword too, because yeah. you can say that all you want, but if you're not actually holding your team accountable, then what does it right. even mean? You know? Um, and I think someone that's really important in that role of holding people accountable is a captain. Mm. Um, how do you think captains should be chosen? You think it should be voted by the team do you think the coaches should choose what's your experience in team captains i think it should definitely be voted by the team that's uh something coach let us do last year um i don't really think they should be picked by the coaches because they're not always there with the team they're they're very limited which is just practices and a lot of times you know people are hanging out with each other right you can really see who people are uh so i would say being voted by the team because you have a better idea who everyone really is yeah i definitely agree um you know, with team captains, a lot of the time that looks like the person that may be the best right. or maybe the person that's the loudest or 
maybe the person that is involved with other things are on campus and um, they're always letting the team know what's next. Um, but there's a lot of leaders that lead by example. Um, what do you think you fall under? Uh, I would say last year more lead by example, but this year it's something coach wanted me to work on and I've been trying to improve on is being more vocal and trying to be like the vocal leader. So I would say into those two, yeah. Yeah. Um, also a hard line to not cross is, you know, though you're a team captain or though you're a leader on your team, you don't want to come across as you know better yeah. or um, you are the you, the best, you right. know. Um, what do you think is a good way to come across to your team that you're there for them but also still be hard on them? Uh, probably like in the way you say it. I think if you can not say something in like a demeaning way. Yeah. I think if you come to someone on like just being real, they'll, they'll know that and appreciate it and not – know they're trying to like not come at them in any type of way right so i'd say just like keeping it real with them yeah um i have a quote here that i wrote down um this is from lou holtz the national championship winning head coach at notre dame and he said if your organization or team is performing poorly perhaps it's because you don't ask enough of your people never be afraid to demand excellence but remember, the standards you establish for others must reflect the standards you set for yourself. No one will follow a hypocrite. And I think that's pretty astounding because I think with our position here at Austin P and the type of D1 school that this is, it's really easy for teams to make a star instead of making their team cohesive as a whole you know because you're getting all of these talented players from all over the world you know and they all have their unique attributes to the team and like I said the best one on the court isn't always the leader you know they might not have the advice they might not have the gut to tell you hey like you're not doing good in this area and we need you you know um so What's your experience with maybe a hypocritical leader? Have you ever had that experience? I wouldn't say so much with the player, maybe as a coach. Sometimes you have a coach trying to preach stuff. And, and coaches are leaders no, at yeah, the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Trying to preach stuff and say certain things, and you know that like what they're saying, they don't really hold themselves to that same value. So I would say that, yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely something I want to get into as well. Um, your coaches, leaders, and mentors that are around you, um, they're the ones that, at the end of the day, have to hold the team as a whole accountable to the culture that they want to create. And I think it's important to have the team, like, kind of tell the coaches what they want the culture to look like, but the coaches are the top of the pyramid, you know? Yeah. And if they're not, like you said, doing what they preach then it's hard to respect what they're saying and it's hard to keep up the culture within your team yeah. um so like you said you you've had experience with coaches not really practicing what they preach like what are some examples that you notice and this doesn't have to be about any you don't have to say who but yeah. <laughs> kind of talk about what you felt in that moment and like how you felt listening to that coach tell you things and you're like well you don't even do those right. things you know uh just like a certain coach always being negative 
never like offering anything of encouragement or trying to help you it's just like their only job is there to like bring you down and make you negative or being neg- negative towards you right yeah yeah negativity can definitely wear on a team especially when there's a lot of kids that prioritize their coaches being proud of them you know and that's just like an athlete's life you know like we need our mentors to be like good job you're great like i'm so proud of you and that's even our parents our parents have seen our journey you know like i want my parents to be proud of me and when they do say that they're proud of me i'm like okay like this is a sign like i need to keep going i'm doing what i'm supposed to and coaches are with us every day Mm every day and so when it's constantly negativity and criticism it wears on you it wears on you it it really does because they're the ones making your schedule they're the ones supposed to be getting you to a win you know they're the ones trying to help you enjoy your college experience and when they're making you feel like you're not doing the right thing or maybe you're not where you're supposed to be constantly you know that's not accountability. Right. So um, with that, you do have to hold your team accountable um, without being too negative. So let's say your team is, let's say someone's late, like you said, like you need, you need to be on time. That's an accountable thing that you can control. Let's say someone's late. How would your team go about consequences for that? someone's late we usually leave it to the coaches uh like during the off season we had 6 a.m conditioning and we had a freshman that was late mm. and so strength and conditioning coach handled that and the punishment was pretty severe so i think we all just kind of let him take his course with it and didn't say too much but i mean we try to help him out like come on like we're in college you can't can't be doing this This is in high school you know right it's basically a job like you got to be on time so the whole team had to do the consequence or just him just him uh okay yeah just him. how do you how do you feel about that do you think that's how you should go about it just the person that makes the mistake or the whole team i would say for being late instance i would say definitely the person but there is definitely other things where if one person on the team messes up, the whole team is getting punished for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that's more so like practice. If someone is talking, not paying attention, something like that, then the whole team is getting punished for it. But I don't know. I would say being late, sp- sp- specifically to that 6 a.m., it's on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've definitely had instances on my team like that. Um, there have been times where – well – our initial standard was if someone messes up the whole team, you know, and I remember the first time we, we do the same thing, 6am conditioning. And the first time I had to do that was my freshman year here. And it was horrible. It was so horrible. Like I, I thought I was in shape <laughs> until we did that, yeah. you know? And I'm like, if anybody is late after this, like, I'm going to be personally mad at you. Like, this is not okay because I don't want to go through this, you know. And I think it's interesting the way that people might think about that. Like you said, like you think that that one person should have to do the punishment because that is something that they can control, right. you know. And other people think, well, if that's the standard, like, then the whole team needs to 
do it with them. This is a team thing, yeah. you know? And for me, part of me is, I, I'm torn with that because part of me is like, I'm running because you did this, <laughs> you know? And I'm hurting because of you. And now I got to watch you and make sure that you're not messing up again so I don't have to do this. And it kind of comes with like a selfish you know talk yeah. like I don't want to talk like that about my teammate so but on the other hand it's like well they're the ones that did it right. you know I don't have to do it so it's like you can kind of put yourself first in both of those situations but again like that's the culture that you that your coaches are going to set like if it's something you can control you're going to get punished for it and I think that makes total sense but if you're in a team environment and you know, the team is slacking off, we're goofing around, like, all right, like, your your captains and your leaders are right next to you, why didn't you guys say anything to this person, yeah. you know, it, it's a team effort, um, so, like I said about the star, um, I have another quote here by John Wooden, head coach of the UCLA basketball team, um, he won 10 national championships in a 12-year period, mm -hmm. which is incredible, um, and seven-time National Coach of the Year. He said, I wanted every member of our basketball team to understand that the goal was to make ourselves into the best team we could possibly be, not to create a star. How do you think coaches and teams can go about that? Because it's, like I said, at our level and with the kids that we're bringing in, um, it's easy to do that. It's easy to single one person out and make them the star instead of, you know, coming together. What's your experience with that? Yeah, I really feel like it's kind of a cliche saying, but you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm -hmm. And if you have a few people who are slacking off every day, they're just going to drag everyone down their level and being overall kind of cancer towards the team. Right. Uh, so I feel like just trying to, it's hard to say it, but having some way to balance out the team, I feel is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... I have another quote here, and it says, sports don't build character, they reveal it. And that sat with me for quite a bit. Um, I've been a part of teams where they put so much pressure on maybe the person that is better than everyone else, or maybe the best in that position. And a lot of the times that can come off as arrogant and cocky because if let's say you're not doing as well um you might look to that person and be like well they don't do the extra stuff that i do you know but they're still getting the playing time or they're still getting the minutes and that brings out the worst in you know other people and i think it's super important for coaches to realize that and to make sure that maybe the people that are more skilled um, are still contributing in other ways to the team. So it does balance it out, like you said, but also making sure that other people on the team feel encouraged and feel like they're doing the right thing. Like you said, with the coach that was always super negative, you know? Um, so that just goes along with everyone being equal, you know, yeah. and everyone, like the fist, like everyone is all together to make this fist to get through it. Um, what are some of the things that your team or teams that you've been a part of have 
put to a high standard to make sure that everyone's on an equal basis. Yeah, uh, one thing Coach has brought from Duke, which is the brotherhood, that's kind of like Duke's saying. Yeah. He kind of wants us to form here. Uh, like being your brother's keeper, kind of going back to what I said, holding everyone accountable, keeping everyone to the same standards, you know, not allowing someone just because you're better to get away with something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of coaches like to use like family, yeah. you know, as a as a buzzword, you mm -hmm. could say. Um, I think it's interesting how, and correct me if I'm wrong, but how guys can get into that more than maybe women can. I think it's harder for girls sports teams to accept like sisterhood. Mm -hmm. For example, you said brotherhood. Um, because we all are so different and girls aren't as straight up as guys yeah. are. And I think that's one thing that a lot of women's sports teams struggle with when having vocal team captains, you know, yeah. holding people accountable and saying like, Hey, this is what I need from you. And you're not giving that to me. Mm -hmm. That comes across as immediately like offensive, like whoa like who does she think she is kind of thing <laughs> instead of like okay like this is my brother coming to me telling me that i need to get my stuff together and i'm going to do this for him i'm going to do this for the team you know um so do you agree with that like have you seen that no, yourself i definitely have noticed that uh, okay do y'all like do y'all not fight but do y'all go at <laughs> each other in practice <laughs> we don't fight um <laughs> we don't have time for that but it's definitely sometimes it can be unhealthy with the competitiveness that we have right. and i think that's what makes us strong and i think that's also what makes us weak because we're all competitive at heart right. and that's what's going to get us to a win but also when you're competing you know with the girl next to you and you're waiting for them to make a mistake mm -hmm. like that's just not what you want you know that's where the separation comes in and another thing is, like I said, like we're all so different. Our personalities are so big. We all have different aspirations. We all have a different level of commitment to what we're doing. So being a family isn't as realistic as it sounds. And I know there are other teams that are like that too. You know, it's like, we don't have to be friends, but we got to come yeah. in here and do what we have to do. Um, work together so we can succeed you know have you ever been a part of a team where just so many different personalities are coming together where you feel like oh no like this might clash I can't really say I have I've been super lucky. okay I've yeah been, you're just lucky then <laughs> I haven't played on a ton of teams my whole life I kind mm -hmm. of played with the same AU team like I played on two different AU teams pretty much th through a eight-year span and yeah same high school same uh, middle school kind of stuck with the same little core people and yeah. then now I'm here. So uh, it's kind of hearing you say that is definitely kind of a thought provoking. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to always being like super close with everyone on the court, off the court. Like I asked you, do y'all fight? Because there will be days in practice where we have people, you know, going each other, cussing each other out. Like he did stuff, but then we get to the locker room and it's like we're all best friends. And you know, see, it's totally the opposite for us. And I think this is like a girl boy thing yeah. because y'all can come at each other and be honest and say what you need to say and get it out the way yeah. and go back in the locker room and be cool. Yeah. 
But what we're going to do is we're going to cuss each other out in our heads yeah. at practice, go in the locker room, get with our best friend and start talking mess, you know? Yeah. And I think that everyone in general can be better about that, you know, confronting uh, people. And I can't cuss on here, but a lot of girls don't want to come across as being a B word, mm -hmm. you know? And... I think that's a lot of the fear for a lot of women in sports is they don't want to confront people right. and they don't want to say what's actually going on because they don't want to be perceived that way, you know? And I think it's a lot more acceptable for guys, but I think we could take some of that energy, yeah. you know, get it out get so it that, out. yeah, literally just get it out, maybe fight a little, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, but I like what you said about, you know, being a part of a team and being super close because, I felt the same way until I got to college mm -hmm. because like I said, I keep saying like everyone's coming from different places, you know, different parts of the country and coming from different clubs, different cultures and all this stuff. And I never really experienced that until I got here because I was always with the same girls in my club and I was, we were all moving up ages together and we grew up together. So even if we were different personalities or, you know, we had other stuff going on outside of the gym. We would come together in that moment, you know, during practice mm -hmm. or during tournaments. And we did feel like family. And I think that was one of the most shocking feelings, especially during games be when I got here versus playing in high school because I didn't really have to think too much, mm -hmm. you know, like – when you're young and you're playing for fun and it's like the best thing ever and you're with your friends and you're playing your sport, like you don't have to really think about much, you know, right. you're doing what you do best and there's really no pressure compared to now, you know, mm -hmm. at the time we were like, what am I like, what am I going to do? We got to get recruiting going and where am I going to go to college? And there's that pressure. But now in hindsight, it's like <sighs> we were coasting. We weren't, yeah. we weren't worried about much, but this season um, here, we've been working a lot on our culture and that's why I wanted to do this episode because it can definitely make or break a team. Right. And there was um, a game in our preseason, we played Clemson and this was right after we had like our culture meeting. We wrote down a bunch of stuff that we wanted to implement into the culture and whatnot and everybody was bought in. So we played Clemson and they're, you know, a really good team they're they're last in their conference for the ACC but they're they're good you know and so we go in there and we're like we have nothing to lose you know like we're just gonna go out there play our best we have nothing to lose we ended up taking a set off of them so mm -hmm. we're like okay we're in this right now like we got to fight until the very end and we ended up losing but it still felt like we won and I told I told the girls I was like this is the m the closest to a family-oriented team that I've been a part of since club, you know? And I feel like that feeling is kind of rare in college because people are coming from all different kind of coaching. They're coming from winning. They're coming from losing, you know? And it's hard to upkeep that feeling when you're losing in conference. Um, so what are some of the things that you're thinking about when you guys start season? I know you guys have your um, 
what's it called Gov's on Madness. Thursday? Gov's Madness. Yeah, y'all are kind of kicking it off with that. Like, what does that feel like? You're finally getting into season, and how do you think it's? Do you think it's gonna be hard? Do you think it's gonna be easy to implement that fist? You know, that culture that your coach is setting. What do you think? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we've been going at it since the summer, so to get in front of a different team and not be playing against each other. Yeah. Everyone's finally on the same team going together. It's going to be fun. Uh, kind of hearing what you're talking about, uh, like the college and coming into a culture, I think it was kind of different in my experience because I guess I came in with a whole new staff. We had, I think, nine new guys last year, nine transfers, nine, nine new guys. So kind of they were able to implement what they wanted to and what they believed. And coming into this year, we kind of have a core of guys. And we had, I think, half the team were transfers again this year, like seven, eight people. Wow. But they kind of just came in, and they immediately just messed with us. And kind of it felt like they'd been here years, and we'd all known each other. So going into the season, I'm definitely excited. Uh, we start out against NC State, then against Purdue on the road. So two big power five schools. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm confident. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. That's really good. Do you think the rest of your team feels the same? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're very talented. We have a lot of very good players. So I think we can compete with anybody. So I'm yeah. ready to go. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that is important to kind of manage is like when your team is really, really high up, you mm -hmm. know, you're at a 10 right. and then you start losing or things aren't going as well yeah. or, you know, and you start to get to the twos and threes and what ideally you'd want your team to be at a five mm -hmm. the whole time, you know, just steady coasting with the culture, with the confidence, with the energy, because if you're too high, then those lows are going to feel really, really low. Right. Um, how do you think your team will, will be able to balance, um, you know, going on a winning streak, for example, and then maybe going on a losing streak or staying in the middle, staying constant. How do you, how do you think your team is going to keep up that energy and keep up the effort? Yeah, it's definitely a grind. It's a very long season, 30 games. Yeah. So can't get distracted by a big win and then lose the next game to a team you're supposed to beat. Right. Or get too down on a loss and then not come prepared. I feel like you just got to come in every day and practice with the same mindset, same energy. Our goal is we want to win the A-Sun, so we can't, you know, be super high one day, like you said, and then super low the next. Right. That's just going to hurt the team overall. So trying to find – one thing Coach James says, it's from a movie, Steady Eddie. So we just got to kind of stay level-headed, stay uh, just kind of in the same lane and, you know, try to be better than ourselves every day and not worry about anyone else. Yeah, that's amazing. Um I kind of wanted to circle back to what you said about excuses. Um, what are some of the things that you hear that's like, come on, like, no, we're, we're, we're all, we all have our struggles. Yeah. We're all grinding it out. Like you need to, you need to step it up. Like what are the, some of the things that you've heard that you're just like, no, that, that can't fly. Definitely. I, I've said the big one is I'm tired. Like, especially for basketball in November, you have a whole month of official practice, so you're pretty much practicing three hours every day. Yeah. So everyone's going to be tired. Everyone's body's going to hurt. Everyone's going to come into practice kind of uh, – so you yeah. just got to fight through it, muster up the energy from somewhere. Uh, another thing Coach tells us is even if you don't feel it, just start yelling, start talking. You'll, you'll bring it from somewhere. 
So just right. that, yeah. Um, I think we have the same in our team. You know, I'm tired. This hurts. That hurts. I mean, I see you in the training room every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Props to you because personally, I'm not someone that likes to ask for help. Mm. I don't seek it out. I don't really want it. And even if someone's offering, I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I'll do it myself. And that's something that I think like leaders of the team can help other people say, you know, put their ego aside and be like, look, if you're hurting, you don't just need to push through that. You need to go get help. And I think when people are coming up with, you know, these excuses, they are excuses at the end of the day if you're not doing everything in your power to help yourself, you know? And that's something I can work on. That's something that a lot of people can work on. Um, But also I think one of the biggest things that is going on that people don't say that is actually a good, I'm going to say this, a good excuse is that their head isn't there. And that's something really hard to just say like, well, just get your head right. Like, come on, like we're at practice, like you need to work hard. And when mental health isn't like a priority in your life or a priority in your team, that can wear on you, you know? And coming in and grinding it out and staying at that level five, you know, is hard for a lot of people. What, um, what do you think about mental health within your team? What have you noticed? Is, is, are there things that your coaches have um, implemented or allowed you to get resources with? Like, what's your, your program's um, ideals when it comes to mental health? Yeah, I think Austin P does a good job. You know, we have Teresa. Yep. She's there for us. If we need to talk to her about anything, we have a lot of different resources that we can reach out to. Uh, for me personally, I would just say trying to like stay present in the current moment and not getting ahead of myself, not not trying to think about too much, just staying present and focused on the current task at hand, whether I'm in practice, watching film, in a game, anything like that, just staying present. Yeah. Um, staying present is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with, like you said, like you got two Power 5 schools coming up, you got – 30 games within your season like you're just thinking about all the things that are coming and you're not thinking about how you can improve right now within this hour within this day you know and I mean we're students too we have homework that we have to worry about we got to plan our week accordingly to make sure we have the hours to get those things done so it is really hard to stay present and I think because it's so hard individually it's hard to stay present as a team too you know and coming together on the court when let's say it's finals week like everybody's stressed out um what do you think a good way is to like kind of snap people out of it yeah um trying to find some type of balance between your school life and kind of your sport life i feel like it's very easy especially coming into college to get overwhelmed with all the different things you have schoolwork your social life your sport you only have 24 hours in a day, so there's only so much you can do. So trying to find some type of balance, whatever that might be, it will definitely c- help you keep a sane mind. Yeah, and I think having friends outside of the gym or hanging out with your teammates outside of the gym is really important yeah. too because 
we form super close relationships and if you can tell them what's going on it's going to make you feel a lot better coming to the gym right. the next day um do you think it's important to hang out with your teammates yes. outside of the gym yes. uh, i'd say that's a super important thing but also i've had a problem with that too uh on my old au team our coach used to tell us all the time, we were best friends off the court, but as soon as we got on the court, it, we wouldn't match, like stuff wouldn't go right. So right. I definitely think there's a certain level to it that can be detrimental. Uh, but with our current team, like we're all super good friends on and off the court. So yeah. yeah. Um, with your AU team, why do you think that was? I don't know. M maybe we're all super young. We don't know how to like, keep different mindsets off the court, on the court, know how to turn it on when we get on the court. I don't know. It's definitely what were the, the specific differences that your coach maybe saw of, like, you being, you know, outside of the game and then coming into the game? Like, what did he mean by y'all are, any, you know, your best friends here, but y'all are coming at each other? Like, yeah, what would he notice? I don't know. Maybe we, we didn't mesh on the court. I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to, like, put it into words. Yeah. Um, I grew up – so I actually started playing um, – volleyball because of one of my best friends growing up and we went to the same middle school and I was actually dancing I, I had danced for 10 years before I started playing mm -hmm. um, volleyball I, I did soccer you know like everybody played soccer for like a second I played soccer for a second and I was into the art and the dramatics and I wanted to dance and all this stuff and she's like you're an athlete like come try out for volleyball I was like eh, whatever okay and we had played on the same team since then and she is a hothead like she will get so frustrated with herself she'll get so upset like she and she will be open about it you can see it on her face she'll start throwing words out and i'm extremely calm like i try to stay at that five like we were talking about i try to stay level-headed i don't let things get to me um, i don't get too excited you know because in my head, I'm like, well, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Like, let's just keep doing that, you know? So having like the extreme of kind of both, like someone that's super calm and then someone that's super, you know, aggressive almost is hard to mesh in a yeah. team. But because we had that personal relationship outside, we were able to come together in those moments i was able to give her some of my calmness like hey you're good this is what you need to do like let's just just keep pushing and if i was making mistakes and i was just kind of checking out she'd be the one to light that fire in me you know so i think it is important as well to hang out with your teammates outside yeah. of the gym because when you're in practice and someone's getting frustrated you at least know like this person isn't frustrated at me. I know that they're hard on themselves because of what they've gone through in their life, you know? Yeah, I think it's important to really understand your teammates and know what type of criticism they'll respond to and how to talk to them. Yeah. Because how I talk to one teammate that m might not work with a different one and they might think I'm trying to come at them in a certain type of way. So knowing how to talk to your teammate, I think is super important too. Yeah, for sure. What's your kind of tactic when you talk to your teammates? Like whether that's encouraging or accountability, you're trying to get them out of their head. What What's your approach? Uh, I think kind of just universally across the team, just being straight up and being real with them, mm -hmm. like telling them do this, do that. You're not doing this, you're not doing that. But there is definitely some people where you have to kind of come more calm 
more like collected or they'll get flustered real easy and like think you're trying to say something you're not trying to say basically right a lot of coaches and teams will say like hear the message not the tone and i think that's true in a sense but also if more teams and more coaches can get to know you know their players individually Mm -hmm. i think the message will be a lot deeper you know and when you only and this goes for anything outside of sports as well like if someone is criticizing you and you only know them at a surface level it's gonna come across as like well you don't know what i'm going through you know and a lot of that is you know honestly it's selfishness you Mm -hmm. know because if someone's criticizing you if someone's taking the time to say something to you you know that means they care you know and i think a lot of people in negative environments they'll tend to shut down and stop saying anything at all and just become numb and that's really hard to come out of when you know your team isn't doing well and you're winning and losing and stuff like that so yeah i think culture is like the basis of everything and if you can have a good culture winning and losing doesn't matter as much even though that is the name of the game it shouldn't matter to what you're trying to build you know um that's really all i have for today is there anything else you'd like to add to that i'm good (laughs) okay well thank you so much for coming on this was a really good conversation um i think it's great timing for me i'm almost halfway through my season and i think it's great timing for you almost going into season and you guys are getting prepared and whatnot so Good luck to you. Thank you. Um, Good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you, and I'd love to have you on again. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will have a new episode out coming up. Um, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Um, please follow the podcast on Instagram at more than a game pod. Um, you can comment topic ideas guest requests um i have a list going so i will add your recommendations to that list um i will catch you guys on the next one